0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Smash Loot and Roll. Our three adventurers have returned to the Roadhouse and sold a few casts of Harborough's special Midsummer Shield Meat Rye Whiskey Blend. Now the trio must decide their next course of action discover the mystery behind the scarecrows and skeletons, or head to Waterdeep to find Vera's missing lover. Let's join our trio and see what they will decide. With that being said, okay, pups.
1: Oh. We'll start gaming. So trigger the long rest. here we go. So starting at third level, when you finish long rest, you can magically produce an el- experimental elisker, elixir. So it's a D6. I will do the experimental elixir, and we will see what magical things that I get. <laughs> Let's see. you can magic. Yep, you can see next long rest. A two. So I now have produced. A potion of swiftness. The drinker's walking speed increases by 10 feet for one hour. And since I have plenty of empty flasks, Chip, would you like a, I, know, I think that you both, you and Bowden, both have a 25 foot walking speed, right? Correct. So I'll, I'll wait, you have a, don't you have some sort of like special dash thing as a monk? Or am I thinking of something else?
2: Uh, my walking speed is 35
1: feet. Oh, well in that case, I will give you the, uh, the elixir Bowden. Oh. Um, so, so when you drink it, you can, I wouldn't drink it now. But when you drink it, it'll increase your walking speed, your walking speed by ten feet for one hour. Cool. All right. Does it got a name? Potion of swiftness. Got it. Thank you.
2: Yeah, and I do have uh, for an action step of the wind.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can
2: send a chi point
1: and walk even faster, further.
2: Jump distance is doubled for the turn. What?
0: Yeah. I wait till you get to walk on walls.
2: <gasps> what?
0: Yep. So you guys about ready to start? Yeah. Welcome to the episode. I don't know what episode this is of <laughs> in we do I'll redo it later. Welcome back. Our three adventurers have found where Harper's is at, have taken it back to the roadhouse to figure out how to uh, become the new brewmasters and distillers. It is the next morning after you guys have loaded up the barrel, returned to the roadhouse where Bromus is at. You guys came in late last night and everything else, so you guys should have your long rest set up. Any stuff you want to do over the long rest period should be done as well. So It is the roosters crowing in the background waking you guys up. What would you
1: guys like to do? Uh, we'll, we'll, I'll walk down to the main area. And uh, what was the name of the barkeep that helped us? That actually, one, the person that gave us this quest? You mean, Baramis? is here, isn't he? Of course he is
0: <laughs> he's tidying up around the dining area he's got the fire he's stacking you know he's brought some firewood in to stack up the his wife is moving around making sure everything's clean and tidy for the any group of people that come in this is a roadhouse about a day's outside of Waterdeep, so they always expect travelers to stop in at some point but as you walk in bronze looks up y'all y'all
1: got him off to date last night but good to see you again it is good to be back uh have your have your barkeep tap this cask and let's uh let's all share a drink <laughs> of this fine whiskey. He's like, oh he's like, so you found the uh, you found Harborough in his whiskey, eh? We found his whiskey. Um, and what's up with Harborough? I'm, a- I'm afraid that it, it, it appears he did not make it, nor did his family. We would li- let's let's pour one out for him and, and uh sit here for a moment before we continue on. He grabs I love good
2: liquid breakfast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Everybody gets up, moves downstairs. Between the two of you, the
0: um, cask is essentially fifty a 55-gallon drum. Uh, so the two of you guys rolled on into uh, the area. And I you got start... mine.
3: Where's yours? <laughs>
0: <laughs> as Bowden goes, I'm going to go swimming. <laughs> <laughs> McDuck and swim through the air. Chip, as you're sitting at the table, you you get the uh, ale stacked in front of you. The dog comes up and sort of nudges you at the leg. You see Charlene goes, ah, where'd that wee one come from?
2: Oh, I would love to it's engage with this the dog. Farm. Maybe this dog is trying to tell me something. It's your friend from the farm. He followed us. Oh, he's here. He's back. Yeah. He followed us all this way.
0: He's been tracking you. He's been trailing behind you the entire time. He's come up, a uh, door opened up, and uh, he just sort of wanders his way in. So describe this dog, please, in detail. This is Scott. <laughs> the dog is, uh, you're guessing, probably about 30, 40 pounds in weight was uh, a little on the light side. It's got a brindle coat, long snouts. Uh, not the not pug nose snout, but the actual longer snout. Brindle collar. It's a short-haired, and tail gives a bit, bit of a curl over. So other than that, it's a friendly dog. Just sort of seems to be hanging out. Not old, is it? Not old it's, dog? No, it's not an old dog, not a puppy. So somewhere in between regular adulthood.
2: Okay. I'm curious if this dog is trying to get my attention for either affection food, or it wants me to,
0: Would you like to roll animal do husband? something. Animal yeah, husbandry? And a animal, animal hand, handling. Yes, I know,
2: handling. But I have a plus four for that. What's the puppy? <laughs>
0: Six
2: plus four.
0: Ten. You're pretty sure it's looking for food.
2: Uh, can I ask our dear barkeep? Charlene's, for any bringing, scraps?
0: Yeah, Charlene's bringing you guys out some breakfast.
2: Thank you, Charlene. She can off
0: oh, by all means. Enjoy. It seems like uh, we'll be having the, thanks to your help, we'll be having the whiskey for our celebration, but it's unfortunate about Harborough's family. Have you guys happened to be able to tell the watch? Or should we get word to the watch and water depots of what happened?
3: Oh, we met we met the watch, or we met a member of the watch, and they actually helped us they, they assisted lightly in the taking down a troll. So that that was a that was fortunate. But is that what,
1: uh, is that what got the Bromas family?
3: Apparently not. Apparently well, we don't
1: there are there are dark tidings.
3: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> this close to the Tanglewood, yeah, I, I don't don't see why there wouldn't be dark tidings, but it's a sad day to hear that Harborough's family's family is uh gone who's gonna be able to it's it's gonna be a big loss when all his casks are gone
3: yes it will unfortunately
1: we'd be happy to hand over these casks at the rate that you would have given Harbro for them uh so that you can we can have at least uh, his wonderful whiskey one last time for the, <laughs> for, for the Midsummer's Festival
3: that's a great um, idea and we contribute that we can contribute those coins <laughs> to getting somebody out there and getting that farm back into operation
1: an excellent idea <laughs> yeah that's what we can do with them.
3: Yeah.
1: Of course, we'll we'll put them into the farm. Ah, oh, to the highbrow farm. <laughs> Why didn't I think of that?
0: <laughs> uh, I was like, "You're an interesting lot." <laughs> Good old I'd like man's, to whisper, go to man. i whisper. Go ahead.
2: I'm going to ask my comrades. Do we tell them about the skeletons, or do they know yet?
3: Let's not.
2: <laughs> Let's not okay.
3: We might want. We, I wouldn't tell everyone, but we might want to take. Our host here aside, and at least give him an idea of what the area may be up against.
0: the only two people right now in the dining area of the roadhouse uh beside your your group is Charlene and bromus Oh okay, it doesn't seem like anybody else' is you did notice a couple of horses late last night when you walked in, and it looks like they've already got up and left headed out to water deep early
1: okay bromus charlene um you may not want to. Scare your patrons, but I would not leave anywhere without... would go anywhere without... Horrible creeping undead! <laughs> <laughs> he,
2: yeah, what Bodhi said.
1: <laughs> he, he overstates it a little bit, but...
2: Walking yet. dead skeletons with horrible gnashing teeth!
1: Dexterous undead skeletons.
2: Surprisingly fast. I from hell!
0: <laughs> they seem a little shocked... <laughs> with Bowden's, uh pronouncement, but at the same time, Bromus is like, well, we are on the outskirts of civilization, so there's not much I don't don't expect to see from time to time. Yes, yeah, that's an unfortunate thing.
3: Trolls in
2: houses! Yes, wow. do we ask Bromus if he has a well on site?
0: Yeah, of course we've got a well. Where else will we get our water? The streams a little bit too... The river's too far away, and the streams aren't aren't big enough.
1: Can we'll so we eye eye consult the map to see if this location was one of the map places on the map? Pull out the map. Give me a survival roll hey let's see who's got our best survival there um, it's, a, it's a wisdom based skill so
3: oh, oh. yeah i wonder <laughs> i'm plus three
1: hey, what about you um chip plus two okay do both of you do you either you have proficiency in it nope all plus right well bonus. It's, the, it's the little black circle to the left of it is filled oh, in no. that means you have proficiency in it all right well then yeah. i guess it's you bowden because i don't like right. proficiency in it either i pulled a bowden <laughs> oh my goodness
2: I won't tell you what I rolled.
1: <laughs> Probably better than what I rolled. <laughs> so should, should I try it just to see if we can, if between the three of us, one of us can? <laughs> we can also show it to our host. Oh, no, I got a six, so nope. <laughs> I got a rock. You got
2: a 17 plus two.
1: You got a 17 plus
0: two?
3: Yeah. Oh, you're fine. Yeah, that was awesome. I got a, <laughs> it's great.
1: I got a one plus three. <laughs> All right, Chip, here's the map. You tell him.
0: Chip, you look at the map, and based on where the roadhouse is located and for the location towards Waterdeep, it's not even on the. map. You're pretty sure it's not even on the map.
3: You're holding it up. Bowden's looking at the yeah. other side. There's nothing on this map. Yeah. it's <laughs> yeah. like uh,
0: he sort. Of, he, he sort of gives the eye looks at the map and everything else is like going about his chores, things like that. Bromus <laughs> yeah. is. They're paying attention to you, but at the same time, they're not.
2: Yeah, Chip is willing to whisk whiskey guess. It's willing to risk, not whisk. Uh, putting a little fear and anxiety into people, but rather than be prepared. So i like, so I wanna tell you that, you know, you're not on the map. It's like, good news is you're not on the map. Bad news is these people that were, their well was poisoned. So just be, be careful, be on the lookout.
0: No, that's not good. He's like, well, maybe we'll get Rashid, get the family down here and have them take a look they're very good at keeping the land purified and green. They run one of the best farms when it comes to the area. When he mentions the name Rashid, uh, something's yeah, that's right. You guys could read the map. You guys could read. You were able to read the names on the map, correct? Yes. Yeah, that name rings a bell. It's on the map. Uh,
1: Chip, do you want to show him and ask him if if the Rashid's house is on the map? Point to I guess the name Rashid, and like yeah. is this this Rashid. Is it?
2: Is this? What do you know of Rashid?
1: Brahms comes over and goes, ah, uh, some of
0: the best farmers in the area. Great green thumbs, uh, grow some of the most exotic foods and fruits I've ever seen.
3: Bet you there's a great big red X on that sucker.
0: Uh, there is, at least it's March, he's like, huh? He's like, you know, it looks like all these, uh, all these farms are making a pretty much a straight beeline from Tanglebriar into uh, Waterdeep. Somebody's trying to send a message. He's like, you might want to take this to the gods sometime soon.
3: That's our
1: next stop. We need to take it into Waterdeep. We've got a meeting. Now, before we leave, how much for these barrels?
0: He's like, oh, why don't you roll me a persuasion there? Of course. 18.
2: My man.
0: <laughs> He's like, well, why don't we go outside and see how many barrels you got, and then we'll go from there. The wagon could hold 10 barrels total.
1: Yeah, and we filled it. That's how many yeah. it's got. <laughs> yeah, it's got
0: 10 barrels total, and you know there's a good amount of, bar- you know, you're figuring another two or three dozen barrels, just this type of whiskey's there, plus probably another 50 or 60 barrels of other stuff that the Harborough Farm was working on almost was like, yeah. He goes, well, I'll give you the same deal. I'll give you, I always give Harborough. There's a hundred silver per cask.
1: Hmm. Said, given that this is uh, the last of it, how about we go 150 silver per cask and you can get whatever you can grab from Harborough's farm from the whiskey uh, and, and bring the rest of the whiskey back down if you want. I'd
2: you know like what? to add, I almost died getting this whiskey. <laughs>
1: hey, thought, you know, we're going into town anyway.
3: Why don't we just take it into town?
1: That's true. I mean, I would, I would rather, you know, I'd rather give it to bramus but if Brahmas doesn't, doesn't want to, you know, would rather not have this whiskey, then we could try selling it in, in town. Mm-hmm. But I think Brahmas, I think Brumus, uh you know, might go for 150 and being able to grab some more whiskey from the <laughs> farm. So well, you say Brahmas? He's like,
0: well, I'm pretty sure you, the three of you all have your, uh. You're all paid up on your guild dues for the Distillery and Brewmasters of Waterdeep, so you shouldn't have any problems selling in the city and not and not worrying about too much. But <laughs> he goes one twenty.
3: What do I roll to check? Is it to see uh, insight? He's in- he- insight, insight. Yeah. All right.
2: Ooh, I'm proficient
3: in insight. Uh,
0: that is a twenty-one. So what are you checking to see if he's trying to bluff you with the um, Brewmasters and Distillery Guild?
3: Not so, not so much that whether he's trying whether the pri- whether he's trying to rake us over the coals for the price.
0: He's not trying to rake you over the coals. He definitely not trying to rake you over the coals. You don't know what the Harborough's agreement was with him.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You do realize that he's probably trying to make a bit more of a profit on the fact that it's going to be the last of the the brew.
3: Okay. But, but you're not
0: sure what he charges for this special for this type of brew. You know that normally in there for a pint of whiskey, from what you've seen, they've charged. He's only charged a couple silver. He's only charged one or two silver based on what you're getting.
3: How many gallons is each one of these? About 55 gallons. So about 300 pints, roughly? About that. Okay. And he's charging a couple silvers, so he's going to get a return of about 600 silver on it. Yeah. And he's wanting 150 from us, or 100 100 from us. Yeah.
0: He's offered you 120 silver.
1: Yep. Now granted, man's got to turn a profit, but... Yeah, I tell you what, we'll make it one thirty, and we keep this our little secret.
0: He goes done. He goes, come on inside. We'll get a drink, have, have finish up your breakfast, and uh, I'll get the uh, get a couple of hands to unload. Do you sell them
1: all ten. You sell them all ten casks. Oh well, yeah. it's mine. <laughs> well, we. I mean, we, we, we. Yeah, we sell them all ten casks. Okay. Oh, darn it! I had my swimming. What about my swimming cask? <laughs> if you really want to, we can go back by the farm. Jack, another cask. And... <laughs> this cask is flavored with dwarf.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, is, it is now called Bowden, Bowden's Rum.
3: Yes, <laughs> exactly. Mm, that Bowdeny flavor.
0: Yes. Promise <laughs> does go, because you, so you said there's uh, still more casks out there I can pick up. You can,
1: but you may want to
0: take protection with you. He goes, uh would you guys be
1: interested in me hiring you out for the protection?
3: Sure. I don't know if we can do it right now. When were you planning on Well,
1: out? it's on our way, right? We'll we'll take a little detour, take him there. We won't be able to bring you back, but we'll we'll be able to uh keep watch while you load the whiskey and and you know, you're you make it back on your own though. Sounds good.
0: I don't see that be a problem. We've got a couple of different people that I can bring with me. He goes, "But I will give you I will give you uh I would recommend you taking uh, some of the casks of for yourself in the town, the yawning portal pays very well for these, especially in town.
2: What was that called again?
0: The yawning portal.
2: Okay.
0: The big hole. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big hole where the adventurers pour their money into to drink their sorrows away, or drink their hard-earned dungeon delving treasures
3: away. I just translated it in dwarven. You know, yeah. yawning portal, big hole, same thing.
1: Oh, let's uh, let's get on and on then while the day is still young. All right. None I'm of set. us want to be out past nighttime.
0: You guys have your breakfast. Move on out. Uh, Brahmus gets a wagon. He gets a couple of his uh, hands he has, and you guys head to the farm. The Farm is just the way you left it. Uh, you guys manage to load your ten barrels up. He's got a little bit bigger wagon, so he takes about twenty of them. So there's only about six barrels of that were whiskey was- left. That special brands, and then there's uh, all the other stuff. Brahmus does grab the he does grab the extra horses that are there. One or two horses that were still there, and uh, brings them back with him. Yep. He's like, I don't. He goes, I'm not sure if the Harboroughs had any family in town or not, but uh, might
3: be worth checking into. Let them know. I'll check in the house, see if there's any painting, any like portraits or something, or like a, like a a cut profile, like with a shadow profile or yeah. something like that, that indicates maybe somebody who is a relative. Yeah. I don't know.
2: To see if they got a library or an, an office of some kind.
1: Okay, you guys, give me an investigation search, both of you.
3: Okay.
1: So just to let you know, we all got uh 433. Uh, silver pieces from that uh, sale, um, thirty-three and a third silver pieces from that sale. So one of us got four hundred thirty-four. Uh, we'll give that to Bowden, and the rest of us got uh, four hundred and thirty-three. That should even it out. Sweet. silver pieces. Mm-hmm.
2: Just to help me remember. All right. Uh, my investigation seventeen plus
0: two nineteen. Okay. You go searching, and it's not really. Not a big house. It's uh, but you easily find what would be the office area for the. the looks like where he, they keep notes and make different things for the uh, brewery, things like that. But uh, you do find a couple of the binders, uh, you know, the handwritten notes and uh, bound books together that Brahms has written in various recipes, things like that. It looks like all his, all their notes for how they do the brewery, plus weather notes on the farming, you know, good crop yields, various contacts, items like that. So. But anything in particular you're looking for inside the
1: office? Definitely the notes, the brewery notes. We want to put those in our possession. Um, Wait, wasn't his whiskey special? Perhaps his recipes here. Yeah, that's what I was. I thought we were referring to. Yeah, I mean, you go flipping
0: through. There's several different recipes for different whiskeys, ales, items like that that he's that the family's known for. Uh, different price tags of what he's sold it for to different people. Ironically. Brahmas you know you you do know uh Brahms's name is in there in the roadhouse, and you know agreed upon price it seems to always be about a hundred hundred silver per cask cool. so yeah.
2: okay. um any other financial documents anything alluding to
3: bad debt no okay, any indicators of like a like a family bible or something like that or a family tree or something
0: there is the uh family tree you do find in one in the uh master bedroom would be the master and everything uh it seems that the possibility of relatives would be in Waterdeep, but it looks like most of them seem to have been here on the farm. That's where they like to keep it. As well as well tended as well work the farm is, it seems to this seems to be the mainstay for them. Okay. Uh, they may have some extended family in town or maybe at another farm.
1: Okay. So we make sure to grab the ledger, uh, yeah. anything related to the business, the recipe, the yeah. notes. Um, and if there's any what whatever the indications of people who might be in Waterdeep yeah. are. Any names that we can follow up with?:
0: There are s- several different names within the Harborough family you can follow up with to include. You've got all those notes, you've got the portraits with the family and everything else, so it seems like everything's going going pretty good. For land, you. Grant,
3: land grant or deed or anything else like that?
0: Not that you found.
3: Okay. Is that something that they do around here?
0: They do, uh, and it would be it could be either stored here at the farm or it could be stored somewhere else.
3: I like
1: got a at the, at the clerks in uh, in yeah.
3: I Just wanted to make sure that we could hand. It's like here's the title to your your ancestral home or something. Yeah. Or buy it,
1: which is the. Or buy it.
0: So two of the names that stand, stand out on the actual family tree that you said are Segwald and Killian K E L L E N.
2: Is that familiar to anybody, or is is that new to all of us? Those two names.
0: At least historically, it doesn't ring a bell. One of the notes you do find also is a, uh, there's a reminder, there's a recent reminder, and then it talks about, don't forget to uh, get the fruit from, get the fruit and grain from the Rashid farm.
1: Okay. Mm. That would make sense if they're using, if they all work together to produce this you know, division of labor for the whiskey.
3: Now the Rashid is the other one we went to, right?
0: No, you went to, you didn't go to the Rashid farm. You went to one of the other farms.
3: Sunbright, hapless, Burkett, Fullet, Harbro, oh. and Rashid, Rashid, Rashid,
0: Rashid. Oh, I'm sorry. Hollow Grove is the word went to. The Rashid farm is the one you visited. Oh. Okay. Sorry, I had, the, I had the names backwards. Hollow Grove was the one doing a retcon. Hollow Grove is the, the farm they have the note to. That's also the one that uh, Brahma said, stated that has the unique and very thriving farm. Hollow Grove. Huh? Yeah, sorry. I had them backwards in my mind.
2: Uh, gentlemen, remind me the guard and the griffin. Where was she on her way to when we parted ways?
3: She went back to town, I thought. Back to her in. Inn. She did. Lady Penelope. Did I get her name down? Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. And the person we need to talk to is Euphis Borlock, who is the Magistrate of the North Ward.
0: He is the one that Lady Penelope told you about that's responsible for the farmlands outside of Waterdeep.
3: How far away is Hollowgrove from here?
0: Uh, it's on your way to Waterdeep. it uh, probably take you about an hour detour.
1: Perfect. Um, at some point, we're gonna have to name the dog since it seems to keep following us. We're gonna yeah. let it up. In the yeah, wagon.
0: dog stays. Dog stays with you unless you go shoot away or go put it down. Yep,
1: that's you. Nope. We're gonna we're gonna let it make sure it gets some some time in the wagon with us, and uh, so it doesn't have to walk. And let's uh, head out to the hollow grow Farm since it's on our way. Uh, we'll oh. we'll wave to uh, Bromus and say it looks like you're loaded up here and ready to go back to the Roadhouse. Uh, we're gonna head towards Waterdeep. Uh, good travels and be safe. I'll to you three. I'm, I, before we go, let's see. It was,
3: how many casks did we get from, did we have? Your wagon can hold 10. Okay. Uh, how many did we sell to, what's his name? To, to 10. 10. Sold him 10. And how much over the regular hundred did we, pay, did he pay? Extra 30. 30. 30 for 10. So that's 300. I'm going to give him 300 silver pieces and just say, there you go. He's like that's coming out of your third. I, I, by the way. I am giving him. Yeah, yeah okay.
0: no. He's like, you you go <laughs> to hand him a bat. He goes, ah, it's fair. As you said, this is the last of his. It's the last of his brew, and you know it's unfortunate.
3: Well, I appreciate you being straight with us.
0: You know what that? You know, you know what that's called between the between the two of us? If I was cheating you, that's called beard on beard crime, boden. I. <laughs> <laughs> <Aye. laughs> Yeah, he, he, sh- he shakes her hand, claps you on the shoulder, and says, ah, safe travels, and uh, enjoy the festival when we're in town. It's uh, quite a show. Well, good luck with you, too. He goes, yep. They load up, head on out, and uh, <coughs> you guys do the same thing. You got a wagon, a couple of horses, a dog, a bunch of barrels of uh, special rye whiskey, and you're <laughs> heading up to the hollow grove.
3: What else does a dwarf need? <laughs> <laughs> Lots of brisket. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sold. All right. Off the hollow of grove. I hope they're not all dead. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys
0: head on up to give me a, who wants to give me the survival check as they're trying to navigate with the really rough cut human skin map and
1: comparing it to the real land world. <laughs> Who's the most plus for that? That's I'm plus three on it.
2: Plus two.
1: Yeah, so you should do it, Bowden. <laughs> with my extremely good luck. Well, let's hope that, that <laughs> turns back in our favor. There we go, 17. That does turn back in our favor.
0: <laughs> 17. Yeah, you have no problem making up the ideas and the, uh, figuring out based on the layout, knowing where the the Harborough's farm is, knowing where Rashid's farm is. You guys got a good idea of where everything's at. So you, and following the roadways, you're like, yeah, this is definitely it. As you approach, so you guys start off in the morning, this is now late morning getting close to lunchtime you know getting to high noon as it would be you notice that this area is very lush and green the sword coast is lush and green already because it's you know nice arid farmland nice farmlands, got the nice cool breeze good area for growing but this area is really well tended you're looking at the, the way the forest goes and you've got the typical conifer trees you've got them intermixed with the uh oak trees and items like that But then you also start seeing some other trees that you don't recognize at all that would be in this area. Big, giant fronds, you know, for leaves and everything uh, coming across. And as you get on the road, it becomes like a big canopy of trees that goes off. And you see fruit that's not your typical apples and pears and items like that you'd find in this area. But it's some of you have encountered it, at least, Chip, you encountered it from your reading and your scholars of, this is more fruit grown in the southern part of the continent, more in a tropical zone.
3: This is nice and all, but it could use more rocks.
0: Yeah. Promises <laughs> <laughs> like Bowden's like oh, what the hell. <laughs> and as you come around one of the you come around the final bin and see the farm, it's very well laid out, very well tended to. Almost the O C D layout of lines and straight lines, but it's a very well not manicured farm, but a very lush and green you know for the various items it's growing, you can definitely see like the orchards on one side that are planting you can see the garden that has the creeping style foods that grow up and there you see the pumpkin patch and you're like it's the giant pumpkin <laughs> uh it's a it's a whole hodgepodge as you're traveling up traveling the road to this location of just anything and everything that can be grown and it, it doesn't seem like it's it's limited to what normally grows in this area.
2: Am I perplexed? Because this is, given this climate, this would, this is clearly an art of mastery or
3: magic. I've heard of people that live in the woods and make big plants. Never seen one before, though.
0: Uh, Chip, you get a really astute observation where it's either a very masterful gardener or somebody who can use magic. Mm. When you get in, inside of the actual farm, you're like, there's not the typical stone structure of, or wooden structures of buildings. These are all dirt buildings. You know, it's they look like dirt mounds that have windows and doors. You know, so it's more of a natural landscape across the board when it comes to the type of structures that are on the property. But you can definitely, it's gone from like a flat area to where okay, here's hills. You're know, like, wait, somebody just walked out. You know, somebody literally opened the side of the hill, and walked out, and you can see more of a distinct trail, and the farms going on. And as you guys approach, you you guys can see activity on plenty of People moving around. Earth and tone earth torn clothes. Are they humans? Yeah, they're all humans. Okay. That's you true. can see the couple kids chasing chickens around. Things like that, trying to wheel them in. Um, and somebody eventually spots you guys coming up, and you see you you can definitely hear the hear and hear the see and hear the call. Hey, we have visitors, you know, and goes out and forth back. Uh eventually you see a middle-aged woman come walking out with a staff and into the areas you guys pull your wagon up into what would be the i guess would be the loading area uh, the area that the road ends into the property
3: oh are you the mistress of the house
0: he's like that's one way to put it this is my ranch i'm emerald and you are well my name is boden well well met sir dwarf what's her
3: name again emerald
1: emerald okay emerald hollow grove We've uh we've been on the road for a little bit. Can may we come inside and talk? Oh, by all means.
0: Always, awesome. it's always nice to have visitors, and you are definitely. She's like, "What are you doing with uh, the the Harbors wagon?" And she comes up that... and starts petting the horses.
3: That's what we need to talk to you about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is an ominous beginning.
3: It is, unfortunately.
0: She goes and she you. She raises her voice. James, Eric, come tend to the animals. In in the meantime, why don't we go. Does she know the dog? Yeah, she looks at the dog. She goes, "Yeah, I know Harborough's dog, of course."
2: What did Harborough you? call his dog?
1: <laughs> Killian. 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 I'm going to bring it's in the paper. Different than the Killin, Killian. Killian. Killian versus Killin. Okay. Killian. So Killian yeah. is the dog. Yeah. Most people just
0: call it Kill or uh, Ki- Kyle. Kyle. Okay. Kyle the dog. It's great. The Dog has a name.
2: You what have name. a name. Oh, I'd, like, I'd like to pull out the map and, and enlighten Miss Emeril as to our bad news, but also a warning.
0: You pull, you pull out the map and you see her sort of recoil back. She goes, what and where did you get that? You see, when she pulls back, you see her eyes sort of
1: get a flaring glow to them for a moment.
2: Oh, I'm guarded. I look to my peers like, we, uh, what if she has something to do with this?
1: We, we found it on uh, the corpse of a uh, of a scarecrow,
2: horrible undead creature of doom. Very violent. She's like,
1: "Well, she's like, well hold,
0: let's go. Let's go inside. I, we do not need to be disturbing my family or students with uh, with fictions,
3: <laughs>
0: no with tall tales at the moment." Let's. <laughs> she goes, but well, come on inside. She brings you inside. She sets out some tea and some uh, some tea and biscuits, basically for a lo- for a bit of a snack and everything. And she goes, "If you'd be so kind as simply to leave that." she goes well bring it in I'd, I'd rather not have it soil my house but she goes there's there's an evil magic upon it
1: it's a map it's uh it's why we came here as we understand hers is one of the locations on the map marked. She goes, yes it, it is yeah uh, it is on the map and she you point that out and she's like
0: yeah i reckon it. she's like hmm that would explain the strange piles of bones we found in the edge of our property
3: what oh kind of bones they're the ones we ra- i ran away i ran off <laughs>
0: Uh, humanoid, bo- humanoid bones, old, very old bones, uh, more than likely some type of magic had brought them back to life, but that type of, that type of foul magic is not allowed to cross the boundary of my land. And it shouldn't.
1: Yeah, but yeah it does appear that there are necromancers, uh, that are raising the, the dead. Because unfortunately it crossed both
3: the Harbro and Rashad farms. <laughs>
1: That's not good. She well, looks what at the knowledge
2: mat- what knowledge do you have to not so that they don't affect you versus the other farms? She
0: goes, I study nature and I have a we, we have a very semiotic relationship. Oh All the uh, I, I maintain the natural order and help as you can see and she sort of waves her hand out to the farm. You're sort of looking at the the, the herb garden that's sort out the window, it's like that stuff's bigger than it should be. You know, it, it looks like it's almost weed style for how much it's grown, but you're like, No. Nah, I recognize some of that. I recognize the various weeds and you're like, especially the, the some of the mints, like you know, the mint leaves that are only like size of a coin or like twice the size of a coin. You're like, yeah, she definitely knows how to grow stuff. She goes, go oh. ahead.
3: I tell you, if you don't like the map, you're
0: going
1: to hate this stuff. Show her the goop. The Did goop. I have
2: the gr- the glowing vials?
1: I think so. Do uh, no. uh, you
2: know what this is?
1: I think I collected it, but.
3: Oh well, I pointed whoever happened to have it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Who who kept the poison? Right, I did.
3: Edrock um,
1: Because I'm an alchemist.
3: She, you pulled this in the well. She
0: she goes she puts her hands out to take one of those. You know she goes may I? Please. She pulls up the vial. She looks at it, and you see you hear her lightly mutter under her breath. The area around the vial sort of sparkles for a moment. She goes, ugh. She goes, and she hands it back to you, Ginger, like, I don't, like, she doesn't ever want to touch it again. She goes, that is horribly corrupt poison.
3: Told you, it's icky.
0: Yeah. She's like, that is meant to ruin all life.
3: That's what it looked like. Basically, they would poured it into the wells and it just like creeping death. She goes, which farms did you say these were at? Well, we went to Rashad and Harbro. And both of those did not look good. Basically, everybody was dead.
0: And, and the watches? have you had a chance to tell the watch and what, the uh, griffin riders in Waterdeep?
3: We told Lady Penelope, and she went back to report back in town.
0: Yeah, uh, she chuckles. She was asked, Lady Penelope, she does patrol this area from time to time, so that's good. She goes, I will see about sending a student or two of mine down to the other two farms to see what they can do to reverse the effects of whatever, of whatever has, been, has been planted in
1: the water. That may ruin the land.
3: Oh, that would be great,
1: because they looked horrible. You are you're well, it seems you are well protected here and do not need any assistance. Um, oh,
0: from not, not from the likes of the unnatural, no. They're the undead?
1: We're, we're trying to
3: find some of the members of the Harborough family. Would you know where we could find some of them in town, perhaps? I, I
0: do know at least two of the daughters married in town, but not much else.
3: Well, that would help. We're just trying to get, you know, if they want to have something from their home, just to know that it's there, we brought whatever we could to help them.
0: I wouldn't know where to begin to ask around for them, unfortunately, but they are definitely, they do come out from time to time, but they'll probably be more involved in the festival than they normally are than coming out to the, this is not really a festival for families. It's more of a celebration and everything for the, for the likes of the harvest. This isn't really one where the families come together.
2: Do you know their names? Harborough's daughters?
3: Is it and Segwald? Well,
0: those are the, yeah, well, those are the families they've married into. Yes. The daughters, Judith and Melody.
3: Judith Kellum and Melody Segwald. Yep. That's one more piece of information. We appreciate it.
2: I hope they don't want to take Kyle.
0: I don't. I she sees Kyle. She sees Kyle by her feet. She's like, I don't think so. They've been in the city long enough that they probably don't even know he's he's around.
1: <laughs> and what was the uh, the lady that we're speaking to? Lady Hollowgrove? Emerald. Emerald. Yeah. Um, Emerald, your your hospitality and company have been uh, a joy in these sad times uh we're to make our way to Waterdeep. uh is there anything you need of us before we head that way
0: no i thank you for the information unfortunately it's a uh, it's a disturbing bit if you're in Waterdeep and you encounter yeah there is something you can do to me do for me i can have you deliver a message to a companion group of mine okay i don't want to give you the wrong name this time so i want to make sure i get the name right <laughs> You give us the name of a dead guy. Oh. I always do that. So, there's a. She goes, "If you go to the the enclave, it is a small park on in the south ward of Waterdeep. You'll meet some my, my, very like-minded individuals like me that dwell in the proper course, the, the proper and natural course of, of the law and nature. But uh, if you wouldn't be, so, if you'd be so kind, and she hands you just a rolled-up scroll. He goes, "If you deliver this to them, I'd greatly appreciate that." It doesn't matter which party. It doesn't matter which, which individual you meet there. Any of these, any of them will
1: understand what the scroll is. You got it. I nod, put it in my bag of, mm-hmm. uh, in, my, in my pouch of holding in my in my pants, yeah. and uh, we're on our way. All right. Come, Kyle. Well, I, I don't know if that'll work. <laughs> but if Chip says it, will probably <laughs> work.
2: <laughs> Silly Adrock.
1: <laughs> Kyle just it, sticks
0: on the heels of Chip all day long.
3: That, that would be pretty it, funny. Adrock's there is like, come on come
0: on Kyle Come on! Kyle, Kyle looks up at you Chip go do I need to <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: Kyle Wait, humor Ad-Rock
0: please <laughs> he, he trots on over to Adrock, but huh. Kyle is almost <laughs> to the point where with you Chip it's like anytime you almost turn around it's like oh almost tripped over almost tripped <laughs> over you sit down uh, or you stand long enough it's, he plops down your foot somewhere or lays down across your feet always right there with
3: you you've been adopted yes he's been adopted. chosen you you are
1: the you've been chosen by the claw, <laughs> the Kyle, the Kyle, <laughs>
2: the Kyle Claw.
1: And with that, we uh we mount and we yeah. head towards. You guys head back uh, out. Deep.
3: Yeah. You guys also find a couple pouches. The clop, clop. Yeah,
0: you guys also found a uh, a backpack of fresh fruits situated in the, in the wagon for you as you guys
1: leave the uh, farm.
3: Oh it's a nice Did you guys get one?
1: <laughs> give give a give an apple to the uh to the horses. Huh.
2: Sharing is caring, Bodie.
1: <laughs> as long as it's not gold. Sharing is caring. <laughs> it's only the dwarf that says that. <laughs> but
0: you guys make your way in. You approach the city of Waterdeep, and for those of you who have not seen it, it, is as you approach, it's the big giant outer barrier wall meant to stave off forces. And you know, large hordes of people attacking things like that. So it's exactly what you expect from a, the major city of the north of this area. It is designed to protect the citizenship. There are really no shanty villages or structures outside the wall. You can see op- open air carts, items like that, uh, for visitors coming in. But as you approach, you got people coming in going, and going. There's a pretty good buzz in the air about you know, and you can see people lining up flags to, you know, fly doing decorations. So you get an idea. They're getting ready for a big celebration. Uh, As you guys get to the gate, you notice a couple of guards start talking among themselves. And uh, one of them, you know, they, they peer back at you and they point for a moment. And then one of them goes running off to like the gatehouse as you guys are trotting through. You guys are almost through the gate when you see a group of guards, about four of them guards come out. And you see one of the, then the city liver, uh, the guard, the city livery, livery, thank you. Typical guards, they got some pull-arms. They come out and you see the one guy that's leading them. He goes, hey, you there. And he points at your guys' wagon. I need, you, I need you to stand fast. Pull off to the side, please. So a couple of the guards help lead the wagon and everything off to the side and everything else. And the, the main guard comes walking up to you. You see him pull out a stone out of his pocket. And you see an image sort of pop up, and it's got first it's Chip's face, then you see it's sort of Adrock's face, and then you see it's Bowdoin's face. And he sort of looks at each of the faces and goes, Okay. Oh, he goes, I'm sorry for having to stop you on your ways, uh, gentlefolk, but I believe you're the ones I have a message for. Oh. You would be, he looks at you, Adrock, he goes, You'd be Adrock. And not. We have Chip, he looks at you and, and Bowdoin, correct. He goes, very good. Lady Penelope has asked me to remind you that you do have a ba- You can collect the bounty. I don't think she said she didn't tell you where to collect the bounty, but you can collect it at any of the city offices uh, near the guards' barracks at any, near any of the gates for the troll that you slayed. Oh!
1: Wonderful. And I, I take it we're, we're near one right now since we're near the gate.
0: He goes, you would be correct. Unfortunately, the this city office is and the South Ward is closed temporarily uh, due to a fire. Ooh. Um, yeah, well, some things just
1: go wrong. South Ward, yeah. there's a, uh, where can we find the Enclave? He goes, oh, you're looking for the Enclave of the Park. Yep, we're new to Waterdeep. There's, there's yeah. a few places we're looking for, one of which is the Enclave.
3: We also have to make our way up to the North Ward and meet with Euphus Borlock.
1: He goes, what business do you have with the Magistrate? Lady
3: Penelope told us to go up there and tell him oh. what we seen.
0: Okay, well, if the la- if uh, one of the Griffin Riders has told you to do that, that's probably the be- probably your best choice. You'll find the Enclave just simply up off Scorn Street, because if you follow the uh, high road, he goes, take it to River Street, and it'll be up by the River Gate, is what you're looking for.
3: So that's west of here?
0: Technically north.
3: North? Okay.
0: Because the Enclave is technically in the trade route, is in the trade ward. Okay. And uh, how about the yawning portal? Where can we find that? Ah, the yawning portal. <laughs> he goes that. Would, he goes that would seem to be the most famous of all taverns that everybody who comes to Waterdeep wishes to visit. He goes, oh, you'll find that in the Castle Ward. He goes up off Rain Run Street. He goes the best way to find that is snail is take Snail Street. You take the way. Actually, he goes even better. And then one of the one of his guards looks at him and goes, well. Better ways, take the uh, the Way of the Dragon to Soothsayer's Way, and you'll find yourself close enough that Rain Run Street's really within the area.
3: One one final question. Uh, there was also a curio shop near this gate that we were looking for, run by a, an Eric Melendez. Do you know of it? Uh, he goes, I can't
0: say that I do for curios, but let me... He goes, the name does ring a bell. He goes, one moment, please. And he walks away for a moment. He walks back into the little like guard area. He's gone for about five or ten minutes and he comes back. He goes, ah he goes, you're looking for the he goes you're looking for Master Melendez's shop. He goes that is a stitching he goes that is the stitch in time. Okay. Yeah, not far from here actually.
3: They did say it was in near the South Gate, so that's the reason I asked what since we were here.
0: Yeah he goes, oh no, no, it's not very far at all.
3: Yeah. I lean over to my companions. This is the guy that Virin was looking for. Yes. Boy. He pages not lay the Edrock meadow up with.
1: Yes, yeah, so we may want to uh, move on before we attract too much attention for being stopped by the guards. Thank you. Uh, good sir. I, I hand him a silver piece for his time. Um, minus one. And let's make our way.
3: Well, He's telling uh, us where the place is. The, 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 uh, the Melendez shop is.
1: Yeah.
0: He says you'll find it up on Coach, on Coach Lamp Lane. He goes, take the high road. He goes, as you enter the gates, the other road splits, splits to the left and right. And you guys can definitely see how the uh, the two major lades split left to right. He goes, yeah, take the, take the way on the right, and you'll find Coach Lamp Lane. And uh, it's right there on the corner of the high road and Coach Lamp.
3: Okay. Is it, like, visible from here kind of thing? Like, oh, it's just right there kind of thing?
0: Uh, it's a little further up the road, but it, it, okay. it cuts around the bend or beyond where you can see, but it's not that, not that much further. Okay. So.
3: We appreciate your time.
0: He goes, well, best of luck. And he goes, uh, congratulations on taking down a troll, especially
1: being able to uh, get a Griffin rider to verify for you uh give him a silver piece for his time and what was his name again this guard's name did he did we uh ask his name no you didn't ask his name and and your name his name he goes i'm sergeant Rell.
0: r-e-l-l
3: well met sergeant
0: he goes well i think you've blocked up my gate long enough with uh the information <laughs> 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 get, get going before i get going
3: before i cause any other problems
1: <laughs> all right so are we heading to the enclave or the curio first
3: You want to address the whole, the the
1: stitch in time? It seems to be the closest. If it's the closest, yeah, let's hit there.
3: You are
0: surprised at how major of a metropolis this is. This is, they have wagons for conveyances. There's a lot going on. People are getting ready. There's also seems to be a much greater air of nervous energy going on as people are talking. Uh, People are hurrying around, uh, things like that. But it's still, you can tell you're about six days out from the festival. But people are still moving around and still going on and getting stuff. The other thing you notice is, unlike some of the smaller towns where it just have roads and lanes between them, and, and it's only the townsfolks know the names of the roads, these ones also have very clear signs labeling all the streets and roads very, um, that are in the in the cities. From what you can see, so as you come up to the uh, fork, you have you have to the left the Dragon's Way, and you have the High Road as to your right. So you follow the High Road up. Not hard to find Coachman Lane, and you you kind of get the idea of what it's. The reason it's called that is there seems to be a large number of coaches parked on one side of the street, almost as if it's either you know, you're seeing shops that talk about, uh, you see the titles that show they're probably doing some type of horse, you know, some wagon repair, some livery repair, shoeing horse. It's all seems to be this whole area seems to be dealing with coaches and wagons and things like that. And in the middle of it, as you move up and on the very corner of High Street and Coachman's Lane, you see just a, a regular sign that has a dress on it and a needle and thread tying the dress together. And it's written a stitch in time. Time is spelled with a Y if you're curious. Hmm.
3: Okay. And did we lose okay. Adrock? Oh,
1: apparently. No, I'm here. Okay.
3: Oh, your video kicked out. Okay. Okay.
1: Oh. <laughs>
3: this is your show now Adrock. This is your, <laughs> this is your thread, man. <laughs>
2: Is uh, Stitchin' Time open for business?
3: Yeah, you can see as you guys pull up,
0: you see a uh, couple young, couple ladies come out with a bundle of clothes and they seem happy as can be as they realize they just bought some new custom-made threads.
1: Didn't catch the, uh, in my notes, I don't have anything about this curio thing, so I'm trying to recall what the curio thread was. No pun intended. He, he, this is the guy that, Viren,
3: the, the, the lady that, you, that was sitting in the corner of the, the bar this is the guy she was
1: waiting for. Ah, uh, yes, Eric Melendez. <laughs> well, gentlemen,
2: shall we walk in?
1: Yes. So I go in and I. Uh... Hey, Chip. Leave Kyle here. He'll watch the he'll watch the cart.
3: All right, Kyle, stay with the horses. Okay. Yep.
0: <laughs> Kyle sort of sits down up in the uh, seats area where you guys just uh, vacated and proudly watches over his uh, charge.
2: <laughs> Good
3: dog.
0: Watch the booze, boy. <laughs> <laughs> You see, you see him eye the pack of treats that are, you know, you, you see him lean over the pack and start sniffing the backpack and going, <laughs> there may there may be a there may be a roughed up pack by the time you guys get back.
3: <laughs> Only fair. <laughs>
2: you, keep, Kyle?
0: <laughs> you guys walk in, you hear the doorbell ring, you know the typical ding 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 of a metal bell above the door as you walk in. And you can definitely, you walk in here and you're like, oh, this isn't a Kira. This is definitely a seamstress shop with dresses hanging on, you know, material, all sorts of exactly what you'd expect to find when you walk into a a shop that that makes dresses and clothes and everything else. You can see three ladies there. Two of them are sitting down working on some project. The third one is, looks like she's just finishing up writing the notes from the sale that just walked out. She's about middle age. She's got dark hair pulled back. You know, that it's what you expect for this type of uh, environment.
3: And she's, she sort of looks up, she goes, hi, hi. Can I help you? I, I lean over to, to Chip and i real quick and, and whisper. We shouldn't, we shouldn't point out any relationships cause we don't know what's going on behind the scenes here.
2: <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else? Is there anything peculiar about this? It's a one room shop?
0: Probably more than one room. You can see a door leading into the back. Uh, the building on the outside looking at is is two stories. Everything almost along the streets two stories, so maybe a shop and a place to live above or storage items like that.
2: Um, any fireplace going or any suspicious smells?
0: No, there is a fire going, but it's not a open wood fire. It's more one of those... Uh, like a pot belly. Yeah, pop, thank you. A pot belly stove to keep the chill off the place from the coat, uh, keep the chill off the building from the, from the onshore breezes. And it's also summer, so it's more of a maybe to heat tea, but it's not really stoking the fire in... It's probably just enough. Let's take the chill off for the morning, and then they let it go out, or they'll keep it there for the actual uh, some type of hot beverage items like that.
1: I uh, I approached the the middle aged woman writing the notes. Yeah. Um, she's well, she's uh,
0: looking at she's like she sort of cocks her head. She like, "Oh,
1: don't see your kind around here very often." It's a combo. <laughs> yes, uh, uh, you, you don't.
0: She was kind um, of you. You noticed she was actually watching Chip first, and you approach, and she's like, "Okay." but she doesn't she doesn't i mean
3: it's new york city it happens all the time (laughs) yeah
0: it's it's like okay well by all means if you got coin you know it's the type of thing she's very polite she's like so how can i help you i'm looking for eric melendez um unfortunately he's not here i was like is there something i can assist you with did you place an order with him and she sort of grabs her she grabs the book and everything else and starts flipping through it
2: uh when was he last here? You seem to know who we're talking about. Of course,
0: I know who he's talking about. He's my—he owns—he owns a stitch in time. <laughs> it's like I work—I work for him, and you know he's—he's—he's he's he's quite a good person. He's like, um, but he's uh, unfortunately been away, probably looking to to figure out a new design or working with some of the nobles. Last few days, I haven't seen him. And she looks over. She goes, "Hey," she goes, "Melinda Bay, have either one of you seen him?" No, nah, they haven't," seen, you know. They both sort of look up from the stitching for a moment and Go, no i haven't seen him in a couple days but uh if you'd like we, you can leave a message and we'll uh leave a message of how to get a hold of you and we'll happily let him know
1: is he generally gone for this long at a time
0: roll me a persuasion check
1: i rolled a six she goes well oh no i'm sorry an eight
0: <laughs> she goes hmm. She well well mr melinda's business is his own so he comes and goes he runs a shop he owns it and we just make t- make sure you know the business he creates and the items he wants done to get out the door that's the best I can tell you She goes, but please by all means, I mean I'm sure there's something we can help you with, or if not, uh, we do have quite a bit of work to do
1: uh, Our association is of a uh, a personal nature um, and i would I would appreciate <laughs> uh, any indulgence you have in helping us find it.
0: roll me a persuasion check.
1: This is not going to turn out well. <laughs>
0: Yeah, seven. She says, "Well, <laughs> you know, it's not one of those things. I get involved in in his business and everything else. So, like I said, the best I can do is take the message for him, and you tell us where you're staying, and when we and when he returns, I'm sure I'll be happy to talk to you about whatever personal nature it is."
3: Do you do you have some place? Do you have something we could write a note to him on?
0: Yeah, and she grabs some paper and everything else, and slides it over to you.
3: Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm going to write uh, Mistress Viren is concerned. We will check in again in two days.
1: Okay. i
2: want Fold to put it. a wax seal on it.
3: Hold it and hand it to her. Just, yeah. You know, okay. Don't make I it. I
2: don't know if I trust this lady.
0: Would you like to roll an insight check there, Chip?
2: 12 plus 4, 16.
0: You get that she's an employee of, you're definitely getting that she's an employee or at least a partner of Eric's. She may have curiosity about what's the personal nature but she doesn't give you the impression that she's going to simply read whatever you know she's going to immediately go oh i need to see what gossip it is and take a look at it
3: okay
2: all right so we we give her the note and hey have we I already see. asked does she expect him she doesn't know his comings or goings or next time yeah. she expects him in the shop
0: oh uh, you asked that she's like i i would have expected him here this morning we've got so many orders for the uh festival Coming up for the festival and shield meet, I'm surprised he's not here with another, you know, another bolt, some more cloth, and everything else that for some of these pro- for some of these uh, orders we have. And you're not concerned? I generally get concerned after about three days of him
1: missing. It's only been two. Then we will, uh, instead of seeing you in two days, we shall come by tomorrow. Cool. We are also concerned for his safety.
0: She's like, okay. She's like, when you do come back by tomorrow, you'll have to tell me the tale of how you met Eric because you do not seem like the three that he would normally engage with until then you really want to
2: then. hang out with us.
0: So Tomorrow. they sort of chuckle. Uh, oh, nothing wrong with any of the way you look or anything like that. It's just, you do not seem to be the, uh, the
3: dress buying type.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Master dwarf. You <laughs> seem to like you uh, would be interested in the type of shop we, he runs.
1: This well. is a lovely shop.
3: That'll tell you. I actually have a dress on underneath my armor right now. <laughs> it makes me comfortable and feel good. Is there a problem with that? No, I think not.
0: He says. I, uh, he goes. You, you, the older, the older grandmother lady speaks up in the back. She goes. I thought they called that a kilt for you, kind.
2: And <laughs> <laughs> it's good <Yeah>. circulation.
0: <laughs> uh, it probably is. They're like. Well, it seems. Uh, we will be talking to you tomorrow, then. And hope, hopefully, Master Melendez will be back, and you, whatever nature it is, the business you have with him can be settled then. Very good. Thank you kindly. You all have a wonderful day.
3: You too.
2: Uh, I hope Kyle didn't eat all the biscuits.
0: <laughs> now nah, you get back out there. Kyle's sort of still looking in the bag. He's pawed it. You catch him pawing at it as you come back.
2: All right, you've earned it. Yeah.
0: And, uh,
2: Just
0: one. He happily takes a biscuit, chows it down like like any good dog
1: does. <laughs> next mm-hmm. stop, the awning pro- portal. Then or? promptly forgot that he just had a biscuit and starts looking for another one. <laughs> yeah. Next stop, the awning portal or the uh, the enclave. Uh, enclave is closest next, I think. It is. Let's make our way there then. Okay.
0: You guys navigate your way through High Street and uh, up through the town. And it, it, you guys are on the main thoroughfare; it's busy as can be. The scenery is pretty much wooden structured buildings, a mix of stone buildings, items like that. So. It's exactly what you'd expect out of a large metropolis. And you guys get to the enclave. It takes you another about a half hour just to navigate up there because how busy the roads are. Yes.
2: Uh, Chip is looking around. I'm, I'm, should I be worried if we're being followed or watched or are people looking at us sideways?
0: Give me a perception check
2: 15 plus 2, 17.
0: There's nobody giving you the evil eye or paying, paying you much mind, you guys, to that. You must look like another vendor getting ready to deliver some type of goods. You got a barrel, you got a wagon full of barrels. It's shield meat. There's a lot of people doing deliveries. But as you do approach the Enclave, you do notice that the park sort of changes and you, you realize you're not going to just sort of drive the wagon into the park. You don't have to sort of stop. But Emerald is right. You quickly realize the difference in this type of park is you get the group of individuals there that seem to be, at first look, like gardeners, items like that, that are all working around and talking, but they seem to be more... Their dress is more na- natural type of dress, more simple robes, things that would be out of place generally for the town's folks of, you know, the long clothing, you know, either pants or boots. Though These guys, the, the groups here is barefoot. They Anything from a long, simple habit, like a big cloak, all the way to not much more than a loincloth type setup for it is. And they all have various different braids. You know, think of it almost as it's each of you know you can see the uniqueness of each individual that's out there there's about two dozen of them that are their own way of communing with nature
1: oh no, uh upside down pineapples anywhere
0: i'm not even sure
1: what that reference is so i'll just skip
0: it
2: <laughs> hospitality
1: hospitality so hi
2: any, any of you know of, uh emerald
3: Grove?
1: it's a it's a hospitality of a sort usually of the swinging variety gotcha <laughs>
0: But you just, you, just, you just crawl out. Anybody of you know Hollow Grove? And you see a couple of them look up, stand up from what they were doing or the conversations they were having. And two of them approach you, one male, one female, both humans. Well-tanned from it seems like they spend a lot of time in the sun with a limited amount of clothing on. But they both have the staffs. They have, I guess it would be called fetishes for the type of items they have hanging off. But they're all natural. They're like braided uh, braided plants, items like that. But um, they're like, hey, yeah, we know her.
1: I pull in to my uh, pocket. I pull out the scroll, and I uh, hand it to them, and, and say, uh, "She sends this message."
0: Okay. You see him? Baser breaks it, pulls it open, and the uh, male looks over at the f- uh, over the female. She goes, "Goes, this isn't good. We need to uh, we need to get the council together and have a discussion." Thank you very much for delivering this message, and uh, may the may the blessings of the uh, All Mother be on you.
3: Oh, thanks. Everything all
0: right? Nothing more than uh, it seems like the unnatural and undead walk the earth again.
3: Yeah, we saw them. They ran away. Again.
0: When you say again, the guy, the guy looks at you. Necromancy is not something that's favored in any of the schools of magic, but it is tolerated for you can't have a magic that heals without a magic that destroys as well, that takes away. So, and you see the one guy look at you, the female looks at you, Bowden, and goes, you know, much like the one you serve, you always have some you will always have some an opposite to the one you serve as well up yeah.
3: the point they, up until the point they meet my hammer
0: he goes but uh it is nothing that we can't handle we've every now and then some some dark magi- some dark wizard pops up and raises specters and bones from the grounds and everything else and that's one of the reasons we exist to go go put that down
3: i like it
2: <laughs> i feel better knowing this is not a uncommon thing for you
0: it is, our, it is our job to keep the natural order within nature, especially when it becomes unnatural due to, the, due to someone else's
3: hand. Well, just tell us sometime if you need some help. We'll be around.
0: We will look you up if we need, if we need help.
3: Very good. Because I like bashing skeletons.
0: <laughs> <laughs> our enterprising trio has made it to Waterdeep with a few casts of Harper's Whiskey and their new companion, Kyle the Dog. The meeting with Emerald Hollowgrove showed the trio a group who stands against the Unnatural for the protection of Waterdeep. The search for Eric Melinda's may seem to have stalled, but the trio does have a lead or two. Will the trio discover what happened to Eric, or will Viren never know why he disappeared? And will our adventurers convince the North Ward Magistrate of the growing threat against the farm surrounding Waterdeep? Thank you for listening to Smash, Loot, and Roll, and be on the lookout for the next episode in two weeks.